Hello, everyone. This is Damon Baker of the Lehman Prelin Podcast. This series is entitled Meet the Team. So what I want to do in this series is just take a few minutes to get an insight into what some of the current Lehman Krellin staff have done, but before they came on board. So today I have with me on Meet the Team, Rupi Johal Christophers. So as you know, we're going to go through your career progression thus far, and we're going to do a whistle-stop tour of how you made your way to Lehman Krellin. So let's start at the top. Who is hiring? It was not the big four, but the big five were very aggressive. Um, you know, they had a they had a short list of universities that they used to go and knock on doors and um, and entice you to become. Wait for it, yes, a qualified accountant. Because at the end of the day, that's what I am. I'm a qualified accountant. Who did you go with? My decision was purely based on difference of five hundred pounds. So KPMG offered. £19,000 and PwC 19500 and the fact that the PwC building had a swing pool that I never used, not even once in the entire six and a half years I worked there. But that is how I made my decision. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. The £500, it made all the difference, didn't it? Where did you go next? Jobs in the city. And I fell into BGI and asset management, which worked very neatly with my Schroeder's experience. So I joined the internal audit team at BGI. It was called the Enterprise-Wide KYC Audit. I was auditing the MLRO at the time at BGI. So eight weeks later or 12 weeks later, in an interesting twist of fate, she was very calm and she just said, do you want to come and join me and be my deputy MLRO? And there you go. So I stepped out of internal audit and about just under 18 years ago, I, I fell into the world of financial crime as we know it today. So I became deputy MRO at BGI. Fast forward from there, BGI got sold to BlackRock. I moved across to Barclays head office and um, then assumed the deputy MRO role for Barclays Europe. Wonderful. It was really interesting because one, I got to travel. I got to travel to the four European cities that I used to look after. So I looked after Barclays France, Barclays Italy, Barclays Portugal and Barclays Spain. Italy is a huge manufacturer of not just posh furniture, but also actually handmade weapons. It's still, I think, one of the oldest handmade gun manufacturers is a family-run business. A Beretta? Yes, it is. <laughs> they make Berettas. How did I know that? I think I've seen too many James Bond movies. So that's still a family-run business. So anyway, I got into trade finance and that opened my doors to my next role at Lloyd's Banking Group. So I was a senior manager in the financial crime team oversighting the commercial bank, commercial bank at Lloyd's. And so that was all, everything outside of retail. It was your small, medium enterprise businesses all the way to your global corporates and your Sony's, for example, to so all of your correspondent banking network. And when I joined, and when I joined Lloyd's, they had the largest correspondent banking footprint. They had five, just over 5,000. That's incredible. And there's so many attack vectors for money launderers, the correspondent banking kind of relationship, network and web, right? I moved to Commerzbank, German investment bank, so the London branch. was a director of policy and oversight, second line again, financial crime. And then sort of spent two years there and then decided, so this is, this is interesting. It's 2021. It's COVID. Everyone's working from home now. And I just thought, oh, fancy a change. And I got approached by a consulting firm. Um, 
proposal. And I think what I did there was nine skilled person reviews, seven of which I was the nominated skilled person for. And I think, you know, roll forward to two years, Damon. I, I'm here now supporting the team, working with you lovely people and Catherine. I think one of the key things I've missed is actually Catherine and I crossed paths at Commerce Bank. So whilst we never met, we knew of each other. So she sat in the compliance working on their SMCR and I was sort of two floors down in the financial crime team. Really funny. So when, when her and I first met at the beginning of this year, we, you know, there was lots for us to catch up on individuals and, and, and the bank indeed itself. So that's a whistle-stop tour of, of my 18 years in compliance. So you are the resident 166 expert. Is that a right way? Is that the right way to characterize you? So yes, at one firm, I, I navigated, was part of the team that navigated the Section 166 review. And I've also been the nominated skilled person more recently since 2021, where I've been conducting Section 166 reviews, asset management firms, investment firms, payment service firms, and then very lately, a wealth manager. Got it. And is that what you mainly do today? And is that the type of work you're looking to do going forward with Lehman Crella? I mean, I, I would love to do a Section 166 review with Lehman Krillin. Um, to be very honest, my personal preference is to actually support firms through that or, or navigate them so that they don't end up in a Section 166. Having experienced both sides, it's, it's, it's tough. I'm not going to lie, Damon. It is quite tough. It becomes very intense. It's, it's a lot of enhancements to your existing framework. And, and what I really like to do is actually support firms or or work with them so that they don't end up in that scenario. So um, a lot of advice that I currently provide through Lehman Crellin is around that financial crime and fraud framework. So making sure that policies are regulatory compliance, procedures are effective, which is really important. You know, a lot of firms have 100 page documents, but actually what you need to do and when you need to do it is usually just detailed in, in, in one section spanning about six pages. But with my statistical background, I also love helping firms with designing customer risk assessments, undertaking their business-wide financial crime risk assessments, etc. And of course, training. I love training, love providing MLRO training, love doing mock interviews, preparing individuals for their SMF 17 interviews with the FCA. So have you seen more SMF interviews that the FCA is conducting over the last couple of years? Has that been like an, an emerging trend? Interestingly, Dame, I think I've really seen the impact of lockdown during COVID-19, whereby interviews were less in volume. But I think with everyone sort of very much returning to the office or certainly embracing hybrid working, I'm going to see I'm going to see that that's going to be picked up. But where I'm seeing a slight change in direction is where the FCA is, is perhaps not requesting individuals to come in to be interviewed prior to that SMF 17 approval, but really following up. So approving an individual, giving them, approving them for their SMF 17 role, and then following up with a, a thematic review questionnaire, or just following up saying, right, now that you've been enrolled for three months, could we just have a telephone conversation to understand your view of the control environment? That is certainly a new trend that I'm seeing. And that's where a lot of our clients are reaching out to us at Leading Crell and asking for support. So, you know, Rupee, can you, here's, here's a list of documents. Is this what I need? Am I passing that litmus test? Would this pass the FCA mm -hmm. litmus test? 
and that's where we I like certainly like to get involved and help and, and advise. Excellent. Thanks very much. And thank you for your time. I do appreciate it. And yeah, we'll speak to you soon. All the best, Ruby. And good luck with the team. Great. Thank you, Damon. <laughs>